0: here is Dr. Ken Harris.
2: This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. The question on the table is Does anybody care? Do we even care about the double standard anymore? And then uh, I guess, uh, the the next question after that would be, if we do, then what are we doing about it? Or why aren't we doing anything about it? And so we left the break. And I told you all I wanted to just talk about something that I saw Truman McGee post. Good dude. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Funky Fresh Spring Rolls, if you haven't had them. Uh, delicious. Very good Funky Fresh Spring, spring Rolls my wife is a huge fan of funky fresh spring rolls. So before I tell you, I read to you all what Truman posted. I, I was coming home from work well, um, this week, actually, like, like I said before earlier, all this stuff happened this week. And I decided to go to pick and save. Um, and I see young white woman with her daughter, Girl Scout cookies, and, you know, pick and save, selling Girl Scout cookies, you know, nothing new, great, cool. Uh, people stopping by, buying them, n- no problem. Get home, then uh, maybe the next day, Tasha's like, you know, Truman or something, I don't know, my wife was, Tasha's like, you know, Truman or Funky First Spring World's are gonna be at Woodman's or what what have you. She wanna go. Uh, I'm like, okay, let, let's go. And I think we went after church or something. And so we go and we walk around the store, we didn't see him at first. And then we found Truman and Truman had his kids there Selling funky fresh spring rolls, and y'all should have saw him. I mean, it was it was a beautiful picture. It was Truman doing what he does best, his kids right there with them, learning, and and you know, as a black man, and and as anybody, but as a black man, to see see my man with his kids showing them the business, you know, showing them having them participate, right? Like that's 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 old school to me. I'm 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 with you on that. I I love seeing that. We need more of that, so we buy like I don't know, four bags or something, two for Tasha, two for me, because my wife will tell you I don't like to share. Which, even if I didn't, it's not like she don't get whatever I have anyway. So, we buy our stuff and we have a good time. We take photos with Truman and the kids. It was it was a ball, and we we tell him, man, we proud of, happy, all the stuff you're doing. And so, I know maybe today we wake up pretty early and I see this post. This weekend, the Funky Fresh tour rolls through Green Bay, Sheboygan, and Appleton. But I'm a little disheartened this morning. Someone last weekend complained about my kids working the demo with me. I know people joke about child labor laws, but I wouldn't imagine someone would actually—I wouldn't imagine someone would actually complain to the store about it. I've been on the road nonstop every weekend since January. Traveling to promote Funky Fresh, trying to make a better living for my kids while missing so much time with them. The one time I bring them with me to show them what dad does, maybe even get them involved, someone complains. They weren't loud, disrespectful or rude. They represented well. That's what we will continue to do. Be excellent. Be the best and sell more damn rolls than ever. So me and Tasha read this as we waking up and I get ticked off. I'm I'm ready to call Truman and be like, yo, who what store who complained?" Because at this point, I'm ready to you know, I'm ready to call in some favors and be like, hey, uh, don't worry about it. I'm gonna go up there and make sure we good. And here's the part of the discussion that goes to the double standard. And why we should care about it and why we shouldn't only care about white folks getting more prison sentences because I'm going to walk you through an entire scenario that if you not, you ain't got your eyes open, you missing every day. Black man with his kids started his own business. They do well. They grow the business. They contribute philanthropically to other black organizations they're able to hire black folks from their community. He's able to build generational and transformational wealth to his family. They grow up with wealth. They hire more people. They give more dollars in, uh, to causes and things that will benefit the community. They offer scholarships to black kids who want to be entrepreneurs, Maybe one of the wives married one of Truman's kids and she wants to start a healthcare thing, but they have the money to start doing this. So they start a nonprofit foundation geared toward getting more black folks in healthcare. Maybe one of their brother in laws do something around computer technology or IT or engineering. All because Truman took his kids with him, they watched him grow his business. He they watched him be successful. He taught them how to be successful. He taught them how to give back to the community all. And it all started with him being in a position to go to these stores and set up shop. Now, if you missed all that. Then you don't understand why we should be concerned, not only about white folks getting longer sentences, why we should act. And react to these double standards, because let's say that person complains, and then guess what? Truman not able to go there, and it starts with Truman. But then let's say somebody else, black, come, same person we don't know who, maybe different person, ah, another person complains. Now the store starts to an adopt a mentality that we might as well just not even have black folks coming. Mind you, black people shop at that store. And I'm not saying this is Woodman's reaction on that, so don't y'all go start boycotting Woodman, because Woodman ain't did nothing yet. The point I'm making is nobody complained about the white woman and her daughter doing the same thing at pick and save doing the very same thing, looking at their business, she's involved, growing and learning. So when we say or when we limit how we react and how we evaluate and analyze things, you get the kinds of stuff that we get, people not being aware of the bigger picture. Boys and girls, this stuff ain't just about black and white. This stuff is about historic legacy. This stuff is about your future and your kids' future. If you do not understand that, what the hell are you talking about? This ain't just about that menial little, those little, we cannot just one off this stuff. Because today it starts with him not being able to go there, not take his kids. Tomorrow it's a whole. It's a whole bunch of black folks that's not able to go there. So who really cares? Because it's deeper than just that moment. We're talking about trends. We're talking about policies that get set in place. We're talking about how we will get treated, particularly when we are doing the same things That everybody else is doing to empower their families and their communities. If we're held to different standards that penalize us for doing the same thing everybody else is doing, then how do you think we're going to fare? You all, let me be very clear with all of you. This is a freaking competition. We are in a competition. I know some people don't like to hear that kind of stuff, but you better believe you are in a competition. You are in a global competition. Black folks are in a global competition. And we are not stepping up to the plate if we do not check these double standards. Give you another example. I was watching a video and it was, uh, I think, Chinese children in there, they were in school and they had the children watching their parents work and they showed their parents, they, they had a video. The kids were looking at their parents. I mean, like slave do hard labor, like picking up pounds of stuff for days. They, they showed the classroom a video of their parents working. And as the camera went around the room, you started to see the kids start to cry because you saw in their faces the revelation that their parents are doing this stuff for them. You all we we not doing stuff like that. We ain't doing that. We producing the most softest freaking entitled group of people I've ever seen. We ain't showing our kids. Hey, you want to know why I get up and go to work every day so you can have a better life? I don't know when we stop doing that kind of stuff, but we ain't send it, we ain't doing that. And so when Truman makes the decision to do exactly that, if he gets um, criticized, critiqued or shut down, what do you think the long term impact of that is? I want you to think about this, and again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I want you to think about this from a conspiracy theorist kind of point of view. If I take away black folks showing their kids that black folks work hard and meaningful work and how black folks give to the society, if I take away the history Of black folks and what we contributed, which is happening now, if I'm able to kick out two black men, but keep the white woman, which is what's doing now. If I'm able to say that, hey, it's all right because we didn't see the freaking steel shot of Caitlin Clark doing it to her people. Whatever, bro. If I say all that and make those kinds of dummy kind of conclusions, then I'm going to be real candid. You guys are not part of the solution. You are literally being part of the problem. If you do not get what this stuff is about, then you know what? The black delegation should trade you. Because we ain't even talking sense no more. And this stuff ain't nuclear physics. You ain't got to be that smart to see this stuff. So if we see that these things are happening to Truman. Who else do you think they're happening to? I need us to start thinking this stuff through. Start thinking about this stuff, because if you don't think it's important, you're missing it. You're falling victim to the okie doke. When you start to make excuses or rationalize negative behavior, being portrayed on black people, there are times where, yes, you got to pick and choose your battles, but at the same time, we got to be smart. When, what we learn from our elders or ancestors are being questioned then at that point it's time for us to start stepping up we cannot allow other people to double standard us away from being successful as a community and as a people and that is literally what's happening you see it every day they won't they don't want to talk to you about american history which is black history if we start having a double set of standards uh, that we apply to just one group of people, if we don't show all the good things, but all the negative things, where do, where do we think is going to happen? Where do we think we're going? So that's my sort of frustration with this whole double standard because it's killing us. It's killing us. So you all, if you see Truman, um, I don't necessarily know. believe we just promote businesses on here. I'm not sure. But I'll tell you from Jason Fields and Latasha, black-owned business, they good. <laughs> I like, <right>, they good. <laughs> if y'all can try Truman's, try it because it's, it's, it's very good. I think Tasha and I killed, we killed our four bags, Kyle. I think they were gone the same day, bro. We, <laughs> we just made a whole meal out of them. So I want to talk about, I want to take this double standard stuff. To another level. And I want to read you something because I saw this and it hopped out at me. You all know our vice president, wonderful vice president, however you feel about her. What up, Soror? Um, went over to Africa and I was just peeping some of the stuff that happened. And one, a couple of headlines caught my um, caught my eye. And this was one of them. The U.S. killed our leaders and now teaching us about democracy. One of the Zambian opposition leaders who vehemently opposed. And and just, you know, the condemnation of America's government. And so I want to come back to you all and take this double standard to even a higher level. And so. Um, When we come back, we're going to have more of the conversation on the other side of this double standard. And do we care? This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on a new 1017 The
0: Truth. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Yeah,
2: life, life is the only thing we need. They need me to go, but I don't want to leave. Rest in peace, a little kid. Pigeonhole, I'm a night out, it's a different mode. I am might have to make a paint of six on a pinky toe. Heard you with a shooting guard, just let it know. I would have your courts. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, I am Jason Fields filling in for Dr. King, who is on assignment. Truth Nation, it's that time of year for the Tory Lowe Annual Community Cleanup. The Truth and Tory Lowe want to help clean up and beautify our city. If you want your neighborhood cleaned by the 1017 The Truth Team, go to truthcommunitycleanup.com to submit your neighborhood request. That is truthcommunitycleanup.com to have our team come clean your neighborhood. The Truth and Tory Low Annual Cleanup is sponsored by the St. Ann Center, the best intergenerational care in Milwaukee. And at some point, you all, uh, during this final hour, we're going to be registering, giving you an opportunity. One call that's all to win five thousand dollars. It'll be your chance to win on our one call, that's all, five thousand giveaway. So we were discussing the um just this double standard in America. And we started off with just, you know, some smaller kind of double standard. I don't want to say smaller, but just double standards that we we see, we consistently see. And before I do that, I want to just read you some from the Talking text line. Thank you, Jason. Keep speaking truth. You know who you are and whose you are, umbutu. And I just want to scroll up here. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at where the other, here we go. That's why they call it race. It's a constant competition, but this is a constructed construction construct construct developed by white people during the Middle Ages to justify slavery. If there is no way to separate the masses, then there is no industrial war complex, no one to oppress No one to make workers work. Appreciate the comments on the talk and text line. So Vice President Kamala Harris went to give visit Africa. And one of the places she stopped over was Zambia. And one of the Zambian leaders had this to say, you know, the U.S. killed our leaders. And now here they are teaching us about democracy. And when I saw that, you know, he kind of got a point, right? I mean, you know, I look, I'm fair and honest. And we got to be at a point where if we're doing some stuff, you got to be able to admit it. Because I think when, when you don't and people know you're not admitting the truth, then there is no reason for them to trust you. So here's the article that I, I found captivating. One of Zambia's leaders had a harsh criticism of American politicians, ongoing colonial attitudes towards the continent, which has now gone viral on social media as many Zambians react to Kamala Harris's visit to Africa with indifference, Sputnik reported. As U.S. Vice President Kamala travels to the area in an effort to control African countries that have chosen an independent foreign policy course and refused to join Western economic sanctions against Russia, an African politician vehemently condemned of America's government killers who ordered many of the continent's governments to be overthrown and slaughter their leaders has gone viral. The killers of Patrice Lumumba, those who toppled Kwame Nkrumah, those who killed Nassar, those who killed Momar Gaddafi, Today are coming to teach us about democracy, explained Fred Emembe, president of the Socialist Party of Zambia, in a speech given March 23rd at the International Forum on Democracy in Beijing. Videos of the speech speeches parts were shared on the U.S. social media on Friday, and they rapidly garnered hundreds of millions of views. A country that has toppled so many governments in Africa— that has led so many coups in Africa and other parts of the world, a country that has killed so many of our leaders in Africa and other parts of the world, MMB added, in a scratching critique of American hypocrisy. As the lawmaker from Zambia pointed out incredulously, a country that has been built on brutal force, on the enslavement of other human beings, on the humiliation of Africans, the exploit exploitation of africans the plunder of africa today is coming to teach us about democracy if you have no respect for the dignity of others if you have no respect for the sovereignty of other countries you cannot claim to be a champion of democracy he further explained and i just i just looked at that in the discussions that we're having and regardless of how you feel does he have a point I think we can all say and agree and admit that this this country's double standard in hypocrisy knows no bounds. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm an American. I'm a patriot for whatever, whatever that means. But I'm also truthful. I'm also black. And even above all that, I'm a child of God, which means that trumps everything else. So with that being said, we cannot just sit here and not acknowledge the double standards or the hypocrisy. And so he has a point. You cannot sit here and just have the the gall to go across the globe and act as if, you know, we ain't got no skeletons in our closet. Like we just squeaky clean. And so when we talk about these things, when we start looking at it, one of the things that often irks me is we got our own problems back home. We need to be focused on. Black kids are not learning, not graduating. You know, I saw to I saw a couple of days ago, and I'm not I'm not knocking anybody, but it just goes to show you all where my thinking is at on some of the stuff. Again, I'm a I'm a huge economic development guy. I get it. I saw an article: thirty million dollars to NML. Um, the city of Milwaukee wants to give. And my immediate reaction was, wait a second, $30 million? Uh, to a company that's had a profit or made around $10 million plus, if not more, in the midst of all the crime, in the midst of black kids not being able to re-graduate? in the midst of black folks not having an ecosystem amongst themselves. That's what we're doing. And again, I don't have an issue with it, to be quite honest with you, because that's part of economic development. What I have an issue with is where's the balance. Like, where's the balance for that? You know, where was the money that should be dedicated to violence prevention? And $2 million, that don't cut it, if that's the amount. I'm just using it as an example. I don't want you all to use this as I'm actually reporting. But if we're willing to give $30 million, uh, we we got some other problems that we need to deal with. And so I want you all to make sure you hit the talking text line at 833-212-1017. Is that thirty million dollars? That's not necessarily a double standard, but thirty million dollars to a corporation here, when you got a a a city that's broke, (laughs) that is um, crime written. I don't know, you all. Maybe maybe it's me. Maybe I'm missing something. Kyle, I'm gonna bring you in, bro. Am I missing something? I mean, you 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 the OG at the radio station. $30 $30 million to a company, is it me, or could we? should we be doing some other stuff? I mean, the way I see it is this. I agree that if we got $30 million to put towards infrastructure and investment and jobs and different things, I get it like you do. I, I see that as well. And I know Northwestern Mutual donates a lot yeah, of money they do. across, you know, to help start black businesses. Good company. Yeah, so the fan, fantastic. Fantastic. But I, I definitely agree when you see the aesthetics of $30 million to, for a TIF for Northwestern Mutual, we want to know where even more of that is at when it comes to building up our black communities. where are we, are we having a conversation with Northwestern Mutual about where can we hire people of color? How can we advance black people? So I get what you're saying is that how can we throw money here and where's the money when we need to in our community, in the central city? You know, I think one of the issues with this stuff is— um You know, when you when you you have that, because I I believe those things are there, but there should be maybe a better communication to the community that, hey, this is what we're doing with that 30 million. We're going to create um, a fund that will invest in black black businesses. We're going to start looking at supply chains and bringing people to get involved. We're going to we're going to have something that again, balances that out, you know, because I think what happens is if, if you don't manage those kinds of things, then what you perpetuate is that you have elected officials and people that don't care. And I'm not saying that I, I I think, I think our elected officials do care. I, 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 know most of them, if not all of them, I do know they care. Now there should probably be a way to communicate a strategy and a game plan because if it's just on the surface and people wake up to going to seeing, hey, 30 million dollars to, to a rather good company. I mean, I think anybody black who works at NML, NML will tell you it's a great place to work. Right. Uh, and rightfully so. But when you look at the crime, when you look at, you know, the housing, that's 30 million dollars. Um, we We have to have more. We have to have more. And when you start compiling all of those things, thirty millionaire, then we have the Northridge site that I think last time I saw or heard, the folks wanted to build, make it storage. Uh, yeah, that's not a good. And kudos to the city for saying no, that's not good enough. You know, great job, you all, because that. Storage makes a lot of money. I, I don't know where, I don't know what everybody's storing, bro. Storage places up and then opening up all over the place. I drive around Wisconsin. I see storage places in places where I'm like, it's three people that live here. Why, 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 why y'all got a storage facility? They did the same. Yeah, like who store, who got all this stuff to store? And so, and it doesn't it doesn't economically benefit that community because you don't need, it, it's not like you're going to hire a bunch of people. So kudos to the city for saying, nah, we we need something else. But there needs to be a game plan where you're talking about $30 million just so the community won't feel like, wait a second, we do all this stuff, pay taxes, we have all these issues, and we're talking about $30 million. How does that directly impact us? My point is you got to really start looking at, How do we do these things better? Not saying that they're wrong now, but just better. How do you communicate the vision better? Uh, And I get that as a politician, you don't have everybody's phone number. You can't call everybody. Uh, But I, I get that. But the reality is that one of the hard things about being an elected official is you chose that. I, I had to deal with the same thing. we That's something we chose to do at that time. And if that's what you chose to do, hence you got to, in, in, in the movie Denzel's, and I think it was um, Equalizer, the first one, he said, you know, when you when you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, <laughs> right? So as an elected official, you, you don't just get the title. You get everything that come with that, which means sometimes it's fair, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's expected, but you have to do better. You have to find a way to go. Okay, here's our game plan. Here's what we're going to do. And so, um, thirty million dollars, man, that's that's a lot. I don't know what else. Wh- what else should we be talking about with that? Because I'm pretty sure each each and every one listening could call. We can. We can we can talk about where else that money could go. And so as we go to break, remember this is the chance now to be entered into the one call that's off $5,000 giveaway. You right. You heard it right. $5,000. Kyle, are we looking at what caller? Am I picking a caller number? Whatever caller number you want, Jason. My favorite number is seven. Be caller number seven right now and be entered to win $5,000. Remember, if you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call Gruber Law Offices now. One call, that's all. Be caller number seven and win this money from the one call, that's all. 5K giveaway. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. Call now at 833-212-1017. That's right. Be caller number seven at the the Gruber Law Office $5,000 giveaway. For the official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. And call again at 833-212-1017. Caller number seven. We'll be right back.
0: One call, that's all. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
2: I speak of promised land, soil as soft as this mama's is the truth hands, in the afternoon water, with Dr. Ken Harris still, on the new 1017 The truth Bill. live, live from the American Bill. Family Insurance Bill. Studio at the, the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields filling in for Dr. Ken, who is on this uh, on assignment. Lauren, you are the winner of the 5,000K giveaway, five thousand dollars in cash giveaway. Enter to win. So we have we were discussing 30 million dollars, Northwestern. um... Thumbs up, thumbs down. Miss Shaq from Milwaukee. You're on a new seven. of Truth. What you got?
3: Hi, guys. I um, love this uh, conversation. Uh, but first, you guys don't ever pick a number 10, do you, <laughs> caller? <laughs> y'all, y'all always y'all don't go over seven. And I'd be like, Lord Jesus, can they go over 10? Can they get at 10? Whoa. But anyway. I love this conversation, you know, between intellectual, you know, well thought out uh, individuals who can contribute, you know, to the resolution or some resolution to this to this question you pose. Thank you. And and I suggest I challenge that, you know, you organize that in a letter and submit it to our officials because. You know, your 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 topic is about responding and acting, you know, and having the courage to, you know, kick back at the system that does not work for us or that we can improve. Ms. Shaq, so you want me to do I it? You
2: want me to put the letter together?
3: I can help because <laughs> we got to start somewhere. You, you know, you're generating this conversation in this this this. Topic and it's it's wonderful. I mean, because you you know you're keeping it on a higher intellectual thought and it's well thought out and it's informative. And so, and the topic of the question at the top of your hour was, um, you know, acting, you know, responding to what we you know what we don't agree with or that doesn't help our community. So I'm just saying that this is, you know, an opportunity to do that. And I'm saying I'm there with you because you, you know, you're intelligent black men who are, you know, posing a valid question and you're challenging your audience for a response. So why not be the lead in that?
2: You know, uh, Miss Shaq, I will I will do you. Uh, and maybe you can, I, you know, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. If you, I don't know if you're on those, but if you send me your email, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some letters that I sent to. Um, okay. I'll, in fact, what I'll do is I'll send you white papers that I sent to to you all, as elected <laughs> officials, on education, <laughs> economic development, and how to get black men working in, in, in enterprises in, into jobs. I will send you a white papers yeah. that I gave. To, to all y'all's elected officials, <laughs> I say y'all's because yeah. yeah. you know. But I I Y'all. love the I love the challenge. Um, I, and and I'll take you up on that. I I will take you. Up. Now I don't well, know how I far it's gonna go, like but I'll, I'll take you do, up on that.
3: I just feel like we're we're searching. We we are identifying where the system breaks down for yeah. us and we know that that's been going on for 400 years and the system now is realizing that they have a new intelligent black man and woman and child uh, as far as young people goes because they are they they watching this you know and they're coming up in this and we're formulating their thought and their thinking and and their thinking process so they're in it too and i think that uh that what the system has realized now is that you know they got to step back and reevaluate because not only black people are a different kind of people, but white people are also realizing and understanding what privilege means and what, you know, the, the complexion, <laughs> you know, the, the phrase, yeah. I'm just so, I'm, I'm so hyped. And I, I get excited about when I identify and can resonate with, you know, higher thinking uh, black individuals who, you know, uh oppose a different kind of black man and woman and, and, and have ideas and, and resolutions, you know, that we can put in practice or at least attempt to. But I think that we're waiting. I don't know why we're waiting. And so I'm just saying, put I'm putting that challenge out there. And I understand what you're doing individually. I do it too. I'm working with uh, Khalif Rainey, my alderman over here. Yeah. I think that we're all searching for, you know, ways that we can do what we can do. And I say, well, you got a left arm and you got a right arm. You could do... You know, as far as that left arm and right arm can go. But as a collective in this city, which is burning, it's like a black house that's burning. And we, we just, we, the good black, intelligent, successful, educated, higher thinking individuals, or, you know, just people that is, is about resolution. We, we got to, we got to step out somewhere you know, uh, uh, use our feet now. we have using our arms, but now we got to use our feet because this is a changing time.
2: Ms. Shaq, I appreciate that. Thank you for the call. Uh, we're going to talk more about this on the other side. We'll have more of this conversation. Uh, and I'm going to hit you all with the first thing I think that should happen from some of your leaders in this city. We'll have more conversation on the other side. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. Talk about you. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 the truth, live from the American Family Insurance studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields filling in for Dr. Ken who is on assignment. And we've been talking about, you know, the double standards, America's double standards, and we've seen how you know we have to at some point have some kind of strategy or solution. As we move forward to be successful, uh, because I said earlier we are in a competition. Black folks, we are in a competition globally. And number of callers called in and said, you know, awesome, great things. And thank you, Miss Shaq, for calling in. Uh, my weekend is made. I mean, I, I really do appreciate you calling in and saying you found the conversation to be highly intellectual. That that just made my weekend. I, 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 anybody who knows me knows I love that stuff. I don't love just talking about anything and everything. That ain't that ain't how I roll. Uh, I like to talk about substance. I'm, I'm, I'm not, everything don't appease me or make me go, woohoo, I, I, that's not my thing. And we need, because our community needs to be having serious, highly evolved discussions. Because if we don't, then what, what are we talking about? Where are we going? And I said this before, and I think many of you who know that I, I, I appear uh, whenever I'm filling in for one of the guys um that if it were me, you have to look at this you have African American mayor, you have I'm gonna say black I mean I'm so tired of switching between the words. you got a black mayor, a black county executive, you got a black chief of police, you got a black sheriff and you got a, a black superintendent of the education system. um there's no reason why those individuals shouldn't get into a room and really have a come to Jesus meeting amongst themselves and go, you know what, where are we going? What is it we want to do for this community? You know, what is our legacy? When we walk away from these positions, what do we want to look back and say we accomplished? And so I think that for me, it has always been about, it's not just us alone as black people. You literally have, Five black people in the most powerful influential positions in this city in this state I can tell you because I sit in a number of powerful influential rooms and there are a lot of people that do not mind sitting together and having these conversations particularly when they are trying to get something and make it make a better way so why shouldn't those group of leaders do the same and so I want you all to just put that to mind, put that to heart, and ask them: Are you all meeting with one another? Because if not, maybe you should. Maybe you should. Maybe it's that time. I want to thank you all for allowing me to run my mouth again and sit here with the the OG himself, <laughs> and Kyle, uh, who I you know Kyle love the the music you play, bro. Just love it so. Um, it's really a ball for me when we come and we have these conversations on the radio, and when you all call in, because it shows to me that we're paying attention, and that regardless of how you feel, whether we agree with it or not, uh. And as Brittany said, all, all these black folks not communicating. I hear you, Brittany. You've been listening to the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 101.7 The Truth. I am your host, Jason Fields, filling in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. Enjoy your weekend, everybody.